Welcome to his own base. This is Dylan. And hey, it's Landon. Hey. I'm back. Hey, he's back. He's not dead. I'm back. <laughs> and no COVID to boot. Hey. That's awesome. That's so great, dude. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy to see you. It's good to see you. Um, we weren't planning on doing this week, uh, one this week, but this worked out really good because I was able to get home a little early today. Um, yeah, man. Uh, tonight's intro is brought to you by Esquire. Uh, what's this one? This is the 70s classic vibe Jaguar. Oh, it looks yeah. like the one you have, except yeah. Sunburst. Um, and then through my... I thought it looked familiar. Yeah, through my bizarre range master and a Dan Letcher Spring King, uh, Spring Reverb unit. Um, these are odd birds, man. I don't know if you've really ever messed with one of these, but, um, they're quiet. Um, you really have to, to get anything out of it really, like, useful, you have to turn it way up. So this is my clean signal. Let's turn it on here, how quiet it goes. Cut signal a whole lot, but it works really nice with this range master here. Let's see. And then it's got this really fun feature of this. That's actually super cool. It's really cool. I used to do that. I had an old, um, I think it was an old Epiphone amp. I think it was my first guitar amp. Yeah, yeah. And I used to like hit on the top yeah, and hit it. Yeah, bump, bump the top springs. of it and it would make the... I mean, honestly, I don't really have a real use for that, but I do enjoy the fact that it is a spring reverb unit. Now, I will say this. It does not work like a normal spring reverb unit. It is a delay that okay. runs through a spring. So you do have a delay. Now, that's how it gets the, the drip sound, though, which is interesting. It's a, it's a really interesting way to go in about the... Um, spring reverb but uh yeah I mean, it's a fun little fun little setup and that's all going through my vox pathfinder i've been using a whole lot um such a killer I, amp man. i remember dan Electra also used to have one it was about the same size the tape echo the tape echo right yeah it was like the reel to reel tape echo reel yes. to reel okay yes. i i felt like reel was in the name but i couldn't yeah remember i what had it was. that remember i used to have that one um i had a reel to reel now i i gotta tell you the reason i got rid of this thing okay so i heard the time in it so, I heard the clock. The ticking, yeah, yeah. All the time. I hated that. Drove me nuts. Now, there yeah. was a lo-fi knob on it. You could, like, tweak and have some more of, like, a, like warbly stuff and coming out of it. But I didn't find it to be the most useful um, delay. And for how big it was, I just kind of just... It was just really more of an annoyance of a pedal than anything and to be honest with you i always wanted one of these spring kings and for a long time they were expensive so finding one cheap was hard enough but i did find this one cheap and um now they're a lot cheaper because now there's 10 times better reverb units out there and for a long time this was like the bee's knees this was like, yeah this is what you got if you wanted spring reverb or uh what was it in the cable guy the cat's pajamas the cat's pajamas uh, that's i mean my this favorite one. this was <laughs> yeah this would have been the cat's pajamas <laughs> for sure um so yeah it's it's a, it's a fun thing i got it out the other night though just messing around and just want to just try some of these weird reverby sounds and it's fun man it, it does it does the trick <laughs> Take the reverb back a little bit, and it's a. It's a little bit. Of, you Still know. sounds great though. Yeah, and um, it's got this really neat tone knob, so I can take it all the way back here. Let's see, just get a darker sounding reverb. Yeah, out of it. yeah. 
which sounds pretty good. It's fun. I dig it, man. Um, yeah, but uh, I don't have anything new. I've just been pulling out old stuff recently and just trying out some old stuff and, you know, just chilling. How about you, man? What do you got? You brought your box of goodies tonight. I'm assuming uh, you got something goody. No, I, honestly, it's some of the same old stuff that I've had. Oh, okay. I've just got, um, what did I bring? Uh, the two Greer, Greer. Um, oh. pedals, the Lightspeed and the Southland. I've, I've oh. brought them before. Um, the Nobles. ODR one, I brought that one, and the uh, RC, yes, RC booster. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this the silver one? It's hard to see. Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, With the blue writing. Yeah, RC booster. Yeah, RC booster uh, V2 from Exotic. Nice. Uh, which I love, but man, I wish they did not have like a mirror finish on that. That's like my biggest gripe about this pedal, yeah. honestly, is the finish. It's cool looking as hell, but at the same time, I understand. I mean, dude, could you imagine playing like an outdoor show or something with this? Like, you'd, you'd I'll have... be honest, it is the whole reason I haven't got the uh, love pedal has a couple of those like that that yeah. are the, the chromed out. It's the billet pedals, and uh, I cannot, dude. I mean, I don't even. Oh, did I mean? Them, I mean, why? Why? I, I don't understand why they didn't just do like a like a matte. They do have that one in yellow, and you can just get it in just straight yellow. Well, I think this has got the uh, the second gain stage. Oh, you know, that's what gotcha. sets this one apart from the original. Gotcha, gotcha, um, gotcha. So more deluxe model. Yeah, kind of, it's a little hot. It's a hot rodded version. Has it got a battery, or is it you plug up? Uh, actually, believe it or not, this has actually got a battery in it right now. Ooh. But I guess I just never tried it out, out when I bought Can it. I try it out. You mind yeah. if I plug it up? Yeah, plug it up. Uh, oh, and the uh, the little LED light right here yes. is actually a knob. So what? like you can like turn, that's the second gain stage. What? When you trigger that second gain. Uh, Weird. Okay. Right. Yeah. So it's kind of hidden. It's like a little hidden feature. But the second that first switch there on your left, that is like a like a toggle that goes in between gain one and gain two. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I got a battery in it. I do. Yeah. Okay. So right now I believe it's on. It's on. Yeah. And then I believe if you push that second or that first button there, yep, that's the, the second gain stage. Oh, that's comes awesome! In, right? So it bypasses the gain knob for the first stage, right? And just yeah, goes, but your settings are the same as far as your EQ. Yeah, yeah, and all that. It just yeah. I don't know why they just didn't put a fifth knob on there, like a you know. That's just normal mode right there. Yep. That's that's actually off. Oh really? Yeah. So you can't just use that first knob then? I don't think so. So no. It only works when you got both on mine. Yeah. Now turn that left switch off and then that will go into gain one. And those are the white knobs that are on there. Those are those will you know. I'm just gonna tweak it. Yeah. Tweak away. Yeah, I just wanted to get that trebly. Yeah, yeah. Right. 
too much. That's very trebly now. That's too much. <laughs> Dude, it's a heck of a pedal. Yeah, it that, really that, is. That, I mean, that range master right there sounded. That sounds gnarly. I dig it, dude. I mean, that is really nice. I, I like the. How much it cleans up the tone, but still has that gain behind it. Yeah, and, and it's one of those pedals that if you like your clean sound and you just want, I don't know, for lack of a better way of putting it, more. Yeah. It gives you that. But if you want like a little bit of grit, it gives you a little bit of grit. If you yeah, want yeah. like a like a uh, you know medium amount of gain to all up to an overdrive, all the way up to an overdrive. Yeah, it's I know. Got I really it. like it. That, um, that right there. That this is treble all the way up, no bass. I'd love that. That's right. really cool sounding. Oh, that's great. Maybe I should maybe should I just I should just reach out to Exotic and be like, hey, can you just make me like a like just a matte black? Bet they you know, would, dude. Just because of like nine thousand dollars. You probably. probably. Yeah. I mean, why not? I and I've and I've played other pedals of theirs before, and I, they're a great company. They make great stuff. You like it? Yeah, I really like and it. It, it sounds yours great. For the low, low price of, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. I do. I think it's really cool. Now I've got I got similar pedals that had the same like issue with like being chromey, which is the, yeah. the Fender Wah pedals I have. I don't really use those because the ceiling fan tends to catch a glare. And it's like ah, you know. So yeah. I understand. I get well, that. I mean, everybody always talks about the. Uh, what, what, this is what one of the. This was always a, a point of discussion. It seems like in the yeah. pedal world. I see it all the time on forums. They talk about um, Earthquaker devices. Yeah, yeah. And they talk about the LEDs are too bright. N n this is a this is a real issue. Okay? Like, like this. And, and, and I've got Earthquaker pedals. I yeah. love them as a company. Yeah. Absolutely love them as a company. Yeah. The LED being too bright is is not wrong. I'll be honest with you, dude. I have a couple of pedals that are like that. One of the other pedals I have is the uh, the MXR Univibe. Yeah. That one's also extremely too bright. Like when you um, look down to just to take a glance at your settings and you can't read the you, knobs, you, you, you know, that's When you that's can't a problem. see anything on the ground because you got one pedal that's so bright yeah. that it just takes away from everybody else, 
that pedal is a pain yeah. in the ass. Like I, I can't, I can't handle it. So if 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 so. looking at an LED is too bright, and this is yeah. this is commonplace discussion, why would you make a pedal that's going to catch every other light in the room and reflect it back at it's you? It's a really good. You question. know. Yes. No, I get that. I mean, I just it is just little old me talking, and and you know. Who well, am I, right? But, little you has information and a really nice RC booster here. And but, I really, I oh say yeah. I was, now don't get me wrong. I love the pedal itself. Yeah, I huh. just, I just never understand. And it, they're not the only company that's ever done. Yeah, you know, yeah. Chrome finish. I've seen them in other products. It's just right now they're. You know, this is the one in front of us. But they're. Uh, that pedal is underneath the hood is amazing. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I love what they did with this. Uh, also, they make one of my favorite compressors I've ever played. Oh, really? Their, their SP compressor is fantastic. Oh, that's the little one, right? Yeah, a little bitty guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Um, and I've seen heavily modded versions of those yeah, yeah. on the internet. And it, basically, that's, what it is is you have the dip switches on the inside that you yeah. can kind of control the parameters of, of compression. I, I can't remember who it is. I think it's Alchemy Audio. Yeah, yeah. I think takes those dip switches and uh actually puts uh little little toggles on the side yeah yeah so you can trigger them on or off from the outside of the pedal instead of having to pull it off the board and take the screws off and open up the that's back nice. of it just to get that's, to them that's i hate that i don't yeah. know why pedal companies do that because it's like a, it's like a cock tease it's like hey by the way there's like four more knobs inside yeah yeah well, i want to use those four knobs well you gotta take it off the whole well, yeah. them and well, battery out and everything well it's like which now the nobles did it's accessible from the yeah. outside and accessible from the board. Yeah, yeah. Um, but their base cut being on the inside like that. Yeah, yeah. Like, man, strange. they should just have, like, I think Wampler did his take on that. Yeah. And his is actually like a, like a little push button on the side, you know, where you can just kind of cut or boost base or whatever from the outside. And I was like, it just seems like the logical kinda thing like to do. Well... With uh, talking about this silver RC booster pedal, uh, brings to mind a pedal I was going to ask you about. Yeah. Have you checked out the Silver Tone by Jackson Audio? No, but I saw it. I, okay, <laughs> it was actually, uh, and this is how this pedal came to my attention. And Michael, yeah. Michael from Heyday Guitars posted a, a, yep. a picture of it. I guess he's carrying them. Yeah. Um, sure is. Yeah. So. I was like, man, I didn't even know that was a thing. And then I, yep. I, I had every intention of pulling it up and watching a demo video of it later that night, and I flat out forgot about it. So I'm glad you said something and reminded me. They're pretty awesome. The videos I've seen sound really good. I mean, it sounds pretty legit. Now really? I will say, since they've come on the market, and it's what the twin was it twin twelve? Is that what yeah, it was called? Yeah, yeah. Since they came on the market, I have noticed a heck of a lot of these uh, Silvertone heads coming up on the market for sale. So people were like, you know what, screw having this head. I'm not going to use this head. I'm going to buy the freaking pedal. So the heads I'm seeing used on the market going for next to nothing. That's rare because they used to be really expensive. Like next to nothing being what? I saw one the other day for 300 bucks. Are you kidding? Yeah, dude. That's well under what they were going for. Wow. Holy yeah. cow. Yeah, for a while there. I couldn't find one for like less than six. So, so that was cool, man. Yeah, I've been seeing those, and the pedal's neat. I mean, but it, I will say the price tag's a little high, but I what I do What is the price tag on the pedal? I think it's like two seventy five. Uh, which is at that point, why don't you just go buy the head for three hundred? Go buy the head. But um, I will say this though, I really do enjoy the fact that Silvertone, the brand, is like you know what we're gonna team up with some big company, Jackson yeah. Audio, and make this. Really kick-ass pedal, which is cool. Jackson Audio's got some cool products out there, too. I will say, though, my only gripe is 
you made a pedal of an amplifier. Mm-hmm. Why didn't you just make the freaking amp? I don't, you know, that's been a, I don't think we've ever had this discussion on this podcast. <laughs> so, you know, this, this could be, this could yeah. be something that we can, we could just r- run with. Yeah. You, this is, I, I thought for sure that this time had come and gone, mm. but apparently this is a second coming of it. The pedal platform amps. Yeah. Not, 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 yeah. not the pedal platform amps. I'm sorry. That's, that's a the amp modulator. The, the, the amp, modulators. The amp stuff. in a box pedals. That's yeah. what I'm trying to get out. I, I, Went backwards with that, but yeah. the the amp in a box pedals, yeah, which the, is, is know, a big Wampler thing. Had that Tweed Fifty Seven, which I yep. had at yep. one point, and I loved. I've sold it, and they discontinued it, and I have regretted that every single day since, because that was Neil Young slash Rolling Stones in a box, which was amazing. Yes, the Love Pedal, Love the, Pedal made those the Silver Jubilees, uh, which is the Marshall, and uh, they sound great. Uh, I'll give you your RC booster back. Oh, yeah. That is too cool. Thank you. Thank you. Actually, don't thank me. Thank Exotic Effects. Thank uh, Exotic Effects. If you're listening, which you're probably not, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. You did, you did well. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. You got, uh, are the, both, pedal, both uh, chords in the jack? Yeah. Well? Oh. I've got a dead pedal. Ruck uh, row. Dead signal, too. Oh, this is not good. Huh. You volume up? Yeah. On the guitar? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, man. I'm just troubleshooting. That's, uh... Yeah, yeah. Strange. Wait a minute. Something is really wrong. What happened? I wonder if you got a bad chord. I don't know. Oh, I know what I did. Same thing I did last week. Oh, do you unplug it from the guitar? I didn't unplug the guitar. Uh, that was so stupid. So maybe the Jubilee actually lives Jubilee after works. all. Jubilee works just fine. The Jubilee is alive. I did the same thing I did last week. I did this last week, and I felt like such a fool. But anyway. Yeah, sounds like a cranked up Marshall, man. I dig it. Um, I don't use that pedal enough, but to be honest with you, I really need to. This sounds rad. Um, yeah, man. I mean, I'll be honest with you. Okay, so the videos I'm watching on this Silverton, I really like it, but I, I mean, it just it just begs that question: Why? Why didn't you just make an amp? I mean, in the day of age where we could have made, they could have took that 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 sound and put it into a smaller more accessible amp like they could have made like a five watt version of the 212 you know what i mean uh or the twin 12 they could have made they could have made a twin 12 with like 10 watts yeah or they could have made just a head just a head that you could put to anything else you know um why just a pedal because ultimately to me i'm missing out on some of the main key features that the twin 12 had that i really liked 
right? The trim, the reverb. Mm-hmm. That reverb on that thing is awesome. So, uh, so uh, enlighten me. Uh, does the uh, pedal it's just ha- an overdrive. have those features? No, it's just an it overdrive. Doesn't, it doesn't have them at all. It's just an overdrive. It's just an overdrive and oh, it's just... tone knobs and, and a volume. Oh, okay. okay, well, that's... That's kind of a bummer then. Yeah, I mean, uh, to me, it's like... Put, put a couple extra switches on there and have a tremolo switch and, yeah, a, you know, like, and a separate knob. And... Having a Marshall pedal is one thing because... What is a Marshall? Marshalls right. don't have... Like, they're not known they for don't having have reverb, reverb, you know? They they're not yeah. known for that. They're known for just overdrive and yeah. being loud, right? Yeah. So that makes sense. But this Silvertone is known for having really good, like... Like, look out, Fender. You could buy a Silvertone instead of this Fender amp, you mm-hmm. know? It's known for having just a killer sound. Why would you leave out such a crucial part mm-hmm. of this thing? It brings me to think about something like uh, like Guild and their Surfcaster. Yeah. Why are you going to call something a Surfcaster and not put a freaking tremolo arm on it? Yeah. That's not Surf at all. That's, yeah. that's a Wastecaster to me. I mean, a they... <laughs> What on earth? <laughs> yeah, man. Um, I mean, it's just it's just a waste of time and, and effort. But um, but I mean, I like the I like the idea. I like the thought. I just I just wish they made a more deluxe model. Yeah. Maybe they will yeah. in the future. Maybe they'll be like the XL, you know, yeah. or maybe Which, they'll make a twin and it has. Well, that'll be like uh, okay. So like like uh, like uh, Brian Wampler does the. He'll start with one of the little mini pedals. Yeah, you know, and then fast forward, you know, two or three years. If it sells well, he'll do a deluxe model to make a bigger yeah, like yeah. form factor. He'll have more knobs, you can you know more parameters you can tweak, or yeah. maybe he'll have a second foot switch on it. You know, it, you never know. Yeah. So that would be kind of interesting to see whether they cool. come out and do a, a V two or something yeah. like that. But ultimately, though, I'm like in my mind, I'm thinking to myself, is this pedal worth that kind of price tag? Mm-hmm. Is it all aesthetic? You know, because it looks cool. Is it all? Oh, it looks amazing. It, it looks cool, but at the same time, it just sounds like another overdrive to me. It, I don't. Yeah. I, I mean, I get the characteristic of the silver tone. I get. I get what they're going for, but at the same time, that's not a hard thing to imitate. Yeah. You know, like, like I feel like almost anything can really get you a decent overdrive yeah. sound. I mean, you're really looking for a raunchy overdrive, then get you a, a cheap overdrive. You know, I mean, that's ultimately what you're doing. Well, it's uh, you know. And I've had this discussion. I I don't think I've had it. I don't have. I don't know if I've had the discussion with you or if this is with Tyler. I can't remember. But like really and truly, I mean, there's so many different types of overdrive oh pedals gosh. out there. But really, I, I, just what? How many different shades of overdrive can you really have? I mean, at that's, the end of yeah, the day, that's what I'm getting to. And like, and we did this last week. Me and Austin talked about these range masters, and I, I even. I made a point to get the DS1 and the SD1 out because I said, "Yeah, this is great. This Range Master is great, and the Ranger is great, and that Ranger being like a five hundred dollar pedal now." Yeah, I wanted to make the point of you can still buy a DS1, the basic DS1, mm-hmm. turn the tone knob all the way up to where it's nothing but treble, turn that uh, distortion knob down to like two, right, and then boom, you got a treble booster. Yeah, and it sounds. Almost identical to the freaking Ranger, which is sad that a DS1 can almost touch that thing. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, you hear a little bit of distortion in it, but let's get back to the realistic sense of like what a Range Master is. Yeah, they were none of them were the same. So yeah, some of them you had a little bit of distortion in them because that's just the chip that was in. That was the that was the not the chip, but the the diode that was in there, the germanium, yeah. whatever the transistor that was in there. It had a little bit of distortion to it. it was dirty. It was it was messed up. You know, something was wrong with it. It wasn't. 
the the voltage that was correct or you know something was off about it to give it some kind of characteristic. Yeah. So therefore, messing with the DS one and making a DS one your trouble booster, it works just fine. I don't think anybody would know. Normal person would hear that. No. And hear anything different. No, it's the. Uh, and most of the time, let's face it, like we're the only ones. The musicians are the only ones that really are looking at the yeah. at all the you know the 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 little eccentricities. Oh yeah, dude. of the gear that somebody's using on stage. Oh yeah. More often than not, if you're if you're playing a show, the crowd's not really paying yeah. that much attention, and, nor yeah, do they care. Nobody gives a crap, dude. You know, so no, nobody gives a crap. So it's it's one of those things. If you just find something like like a. The older the older I get, the more I realize this and, and this this chasing the tone, you know, thing that I've done for I don't know how many years now. The real secret to everything, yeah, is a good combination between what guitar you are running and what amplifier you're running it into. Yes. Period. Yes. If that doesn't sound good, everything in between is isn't going to sound good either. That's correct. Now what? You know, back to the amp in a box thing, though. What I do like is I love that sound of my Telecaster into my Deluxe. Yeah, yeah. All right. I mean, it's just it's it's a match made in heaven. It it's sounds just, yeah. They're made right? for one another. Yeah. And uh, but if I wanted that sound that you would hear on a Stones record, yeah, or a Neil Young record, or I'm trying to think of other examples, somebody that used those Tweed Twins, right? The basements or whatever. Yeah. There's something about have being able to have that overdriven sound of that amp. Yeah. Because yeah, I mean, it's, it's a very because I'm like okay I want that vibe now and just yeah. turn it on, and that's what I used it for. I never had it. It was never on all the time. Or yeah, yeah, anything yeah. Like that makes sense. But yeah. if it was just if I'm playing one track that just it, yeah I needed that sound. Yeah. There it is. There it is right in, in a box. No and, problem. And it's a handy tool to have. Oh, yeah, most definitely. You know, and I would probably just push it with a light speed or something like that. But, yeah. Uh, just to goose it a little. But Goose it. Um, honk. Um, I, that's what they are for me. Or, or But if, if it's somebody that, let's say somebody's got a deluxe. Yeah. Or, or any amp. We'll just use yeah, any yeah, amp. Yeah, yeah, I don't, don't know why I said deluxe. I guess it's just what I run. Yeah. <laughs> but if, if <laughs> I'm just putting myself in everybody else's situation, <laughs> any amp, yeah, yeah. But you buy. Trying to think of one for an example, "Dirty Little Secret" from um, Catalan Bread, and just run the Marshall sound all the time. Yeah, and it's always on pedal. Why don't you just go buy Marshall? True. I mean, honestly, you know, yeah. At that point, I mean, you can get the little five watt Marshall, and yeah. boom, you got a Marshall. You know. I mean, but but also in fairness, yeah. And it, it's it's a weird what it's a weird thing with these amp in a box because it's such a divisive topic. Yeah. Is that? Yeah. I mean, if it's you're always on sound. Yeah. Just go buy the amp. Save up. Go buy the amp. But I also will say, people can't really crank a marshal in a bedroom no. in an apartment building you know if you want no. that sound then okay if that pedal gets you there yeah you and gotta that's have the extent it right. playing, then yeah sure fine you know yeah so i, I mean, will say that, that i get this this one i'm holding now the uh fender 65 deluxe reverb amp um by boss mm-hmm. is it's one of my favorite amp in the boxes and this is the least favorite of most people who bought from this line they're like yeah that one sounds bad yeah 
What was the gripe about it? Like, what was everybody's general gripe? The reverb has a weird kind of like like crashy sound, and it's not really super great. Yeah. And but it's all about how you dial it in. Now, I think I think a lot of people's problem with these pedals, or you know, ultimately, is that when people buy pedals, a lot of people buy pedals, they crank them up. Yeah, everything, all settings, just wide ass open. They don't sit there and actually set a setting on it to make it sound like what it's supposed to sound yeah, like. Yeah, find know? that find that sweet spot. Yeah, and that's the trick you got to do with these is like you have to set it, and then you're good. Yeah, uh, and it's such a killer pedal, um, and I, I totally get it, you know. But once again, though, they did it right yeah. by putting the vibrato and the reverb. And the gain channel. Yeah. And they cram it all in a, in a single enclosure. Into like a that. boss that's, pedal. That's impressive. And it sounds great. And they yeah. they have a bass, man. You know? Sounds great. Yeah. I've got the Fender Reverb. It sounds great. It's right there. The yeah. 63 Reverb. Sounds great. It's not an amp, but it's, that's what the Reverb yeah. sounds like. And um, I think those pedals are awesome. Yeah. Do I think Jackson Audio is doing the Silvertone Justice? I like the fact that they got the Silvertone knobs, but I don't think they're doing it justice. Well, and that's the... Which now, I, I wonder if this is kind of the thing, if you were to look back at some of the... Well, I mean, two companies come to mind. Uh, three. I, I'll, I'll throw a love pedal in that mix. There were, like, really three pedals that were doing the amp-in-a-box things before anybody else was, really. And it was love pedal, it was Catalan bread, and it was Wampler. Now, all three of them... When they put these pedals out, they were branded as overdrives. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, like, even if the amp had all that stuff in, they were just like, no, we're just giving you the drives, yeah. the sound of the overdriven Don't forget about know, Vertex. Pedal. Who? Vertex. Oh, that's right. They've they, been doing the T-Train. They did the, the, the Steel String. The Steel String. I mean, they've done a lot of the boutique That's true, yeah. I, yeah, I thought about, I forgot about Vertex. My that, apologies. Yeah, but, that just, or, out of this world, they're great yeah. pedals. And now, imitating those amps also makes sense. Like, imitating a Dumble, a Dumble has a really certain sound to it, you know? Yeah. So, imitating, to be honest with you, I'm not 100% sure I've ever heard a Dumble in person. I would never know the difference. It's a really clean sound. It's just a really clean okay. tube amp sound. And it's a little bit more treblier than most, you know? Yeah, so maybe I heard one when I saw through, John Mayer with Dead & Company. I'm you sure did. You, probably you definitely did. Then. And it just cuts through in a different kind of way. That's all. Um, different frequencies. Um and they're great, you know, and that's what that pedal does really okay. well, you know. The T-Train one, it, it, it does that, you know, amp really well. Because um, just for gaininess, which that amp's really just a Marshall, ultimately. I mean, that's what that's, you know, based around. Um, so, so you know, these things, you know, they do exist. I just, once again, I just I just think that the Silver Tone would just, I think the Jackson Audio just, yeah. they should have just added, it just, if, if anything, just add the reverb in there. Even yeah. if it is a digital just add some kind of really oh, that'd be splashy, cool as hell. just some kind of really splashy reverb in there. Because when I think of silver tone, I think two things in particular. I think surfy '60s garage yeah. sounding music, and I think because of that amp is really the. Let's get real. The only reason that amp is even popular is Jack White. That was his yeah. amp. That was the whole. That's the White Stripes in a box. That was what they. That's what Jack White used. That was. That amp and a big muff and an airline guitar, boom! There you go. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. You know, for a long time. And then he, you know, he used the twin too. You know, and a Fender twin, but like that together was that was the sound. He didn't use Vox. He didn't use Marshall. He used a Silvertone. Yeah. You know, 
But that reverb was such a crucial, crucial element to that tone. Man, when are we gonna get like a like a amp in a box that does the magnetone thing? That would be awesome. There is one. There is who, a who there's make, a magnetone vibrato, and I can't remember what it, who makes it. But there is a magnetone amp in a box, and it's it's basically just the magnetone vibrato channel. I mean, does does it do the drive though? Is it? I don't, don't know. I don't want to say that, it was Love Pedal that did. I think the Vibrocell is the one that is like based loosely around like a magnetone because that's oh cool that's what you want in a magnetone that's like the whole that's the charm of the magnetone is, yeah is that uh the overdrive channel on a magnetone is great but ultimately you want a magnetone for that vibrato that's okay it's just dreamy i mean it's just not there is not another amp company that makes okay. one that's as good yeah, I was as thinking, that i was trying to think of like other companies that, that nobody's tried to <sighs> yeah Im- imitate with a pedal you know yeah i mean like yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. It, it it's just weird. Like, I would like to see Boss like get more into that field. I like, mm-hmm. I, like, I love that Boss did Fender ones. Now I think Boss needs to like get into something weirder. Like, there's a whole market of because Vox isn't doing this. Vox should just take a you know a you know a lesson from all these boutique companies and say, here's our Super Beetle pedal. So now you've got this Super Beetle fuzz. The Super Beetle Reverb, the Super Beetle uh, Crazy Vibrato that's just weird sounding, out of this world, tremolo vibrato thing that's in there. It's like super sploshy and clicky. Uh, put those things in a pedal and then and release that. Don't release these crappy digital, like like the trike fuzz. Who's buying that? Who's no. buying these pedals that's got the tubes in them and these plastic enclosures? Nobody's buying that crap. No. Nobody. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants the Joe Satriani Ice Overdrive. Nobody <laughs> wants that. I had, I had happily forgotten about that. I know, right? Said it. Exactly. Nobody is like, oh, i got to get that pedal. Nobody. Nobody wants that. But if they put out, because the mini Super Beatles were a pretty big hit for yeah. just the look of it. Take a note from this, the aesthetic standpoint of like, oh, let's make a Super Beetle pedal and just just make it rectangular so it yeah. looks like the freaking head or something and boom you've, you've just made a fortune I mean like sell it you'd sell out of them things you wouldn't be able to keep them yeah, in stock yeah. you know I mean that fuzz circuit is something that's just gone in time nobody makes that no more you know what I mean um, these are things that I don't see companies doing it'd be cool to see Boss do that see like yeah. Boss and they've done Fender let's move on to another company let's make an AC30 pedal Make an AC-15 pedal. Well, how about this? Make an AC-4 pedal. How about this? What if... What if... Okay, so they've already got, like, the... Um, the I think Boss has also proved that their digital algorithms... Are great. Ha- ...have gotten very good <laughs> yeah. with the DD-500, the MD-500, the, the um, you know, R- what was it? RV-500, right? Yeah. The Boss Strifecta, right? Their algorithms are so good, they sound like the real deal. Why are they not trying to do something like that, but do amp modelers? I know. That are in a, you know, like, and you can flip through them and say, okay, on this track, I want a Marshall, and it, on this one, I want a 50s twin, the, but, you know, yeah, whatever. just change around, just or just cha- add them together, and why hear not? what that sounds like, where you got, why, why has there not been a pedal company to make a stereo out? 
pedal. Yeah. Where you can have one amp simulator on one side and one amp simulator on the other side. So that way you can simulate what it sounds like to be freaking Mike Campbell where you have yeah. a Vox and a Fender on stage and that sound. Yeah. Nobody does that. Because that's a glorious <laughs> sound. Exactly. Nobody's made that pedal yet. That's unreal. I mean, I, mean they, I guess I guess ultimately they have with the bigger it, processor and, pedals. And, and boss, if you're listening, you heard it here first. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, <laughs> not only do we want a freebie, we want uh, we want kickbacks. I mean, ultimately <laughs> they have done this. They have made this pedal with like say like you know your your bigger line six pedals, whatever they're called. I can't remember what they're called. The 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 ones that everybody wants these the, days. The, the, the helix stuff. The helix yeah, stuff. Yeah. Ultimately, they've done this, but that doesn't sound like. It still sounds like a digital pedal. There's still this thing about it. I mean, I, yeah. people can preach the helixes to the blue in the face, but if I set a helix in this room right now and I set this range master in front of it, that range master is gonna be noisy as shit because this helix is so powerful. There's so much going on in it that every pedal in my room is gonna pick up from it. Yeah, you know. And I want a pedal that doesn't do that. I don't want. I don't want that noise. I don't want the LED screen on that pedal to be coming through as as a thing on yeah. my other pedals because that yeah. does happen. It's going to create white noise. It does. I mean, yeah, and so that's what you run into. Um, and I, I get the whole idea of having one pedal for all, but that one pedal for all can also limit you. Yeah. Ultimately, you know. So. Um, well, I mean, I, I also feel like when you when you get yourself to that point. Where everything is available, yeah, at, at any given moment, and and I and I've struggled yeah. with this. Uh, and I'll be honest, as as a you guitarist, run into where you go? No. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I mean, once you have everything, yeah. Now what? You know, so now this becomes the hindrance in your playing, where you play with the pedal more than you play with the actual guitar. You know, like when you start trying to tweak sounds and everything else to the point where you just ignore, yeah. The obvious. I'm getting yeah. rusty as a guitar player because <laughs> yeah. my fundamentals are, are yeah. dog shit. Because all I I'm care not, about yeah. is the pedals. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've been there. I know what that's like. Yeah, yeah believe yeah. me. I, yeah. str- I struggle with it every day. <laughs> but <laughs> it's just what it is, man. Yeah. Um. um but I mean, then that's the. I, I, I'm. I'm trying again. Like a, I feel like I've. I've said this on here before, and and I and I mean it. I really need to simplify my setup because it's it's to the point where, you know, you just think think about pedals all the time you research pedals all the time it's, it's like, man i just need to get something just nailed down and say that's my setup and just don't touch it and just be finished with it yeah um you know just focus on actually playing the guitar for crying out loud i've, I've run into that too recently i've been playing a lot because you know i've told you i wanted to play a gig you know yeah um and um i've, I've been playing a lot recently just to kind of get my get my mind in that mindset and um i've been playing a lot more acoustic and i just totally dropped the electric altogether. just just been playing yeah. acoustic recently that's and, funny um, you mentioned that because that was that was gonna be another point i was gonna bring up proceed yeah <laughs> and uh i've been playing the crap out of it and um and i and I, I have been rusty because i have put so much focus just in the electrics and because i love electric guitars they're great and they're my favorite thing in the world um absolutely just adore playing an electric guitar but you know there's i have lost skill doing so because i i'm so i'm so about every aspect of the guitar except for the playing i feel like yeah so just like what you're saying um anyway but this is totally a sidetrack i just i had to say this before i get off too far so you know i've been wanting to play this gig you know well me me and my wife were sitting around the other night and we we're listening to some youtube uh music videos we we're just watching music videos on youtube yeah 
and we came across one. Poison. And we had a realization. Okay. No, this is something we have to do, okay? So DJ Mike, everybody, we've always talked about DJ Mike. DJ Mike, I, I want him to come play the show with us. And I've been, try, I've been struggling with, what do we make DJ Mike play with us? You know, what do we get him in on? You know, he likes to sing, he likes to do this stuff, you know? One video came up, and we had a realization that he could kill this song unlike anybody else in the entire world. And which, I think our which style... Lincoln, which Linkin Park song No, nope, no, nope, Totally off. <laughs> when I say this, you're going to hate me, but this is going to be just a total just mic drop moment at a, at a show because no one's going to see this coming. What, is he going to fall? Now, in the midst of all, of all of our 60s and 70s rock... I want to pull out this one gem from the 90s that no one really likes. Okay. Oh, Smash Mouth All-Star. Okay, so I, 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 know it sounds, I know it sounds totally crazy, but Mike's voice and that guy's voice are so similar. I think he could pull it off perfectly. I think he could actually pull off that guy's voice perfectly. And ironically enough, I think the rest of our band... Could pull off the rest of the song pretty good. Oh, Seeing Lord. as they were going to do all the seventies and sixties stuff, when you listen to Smash Mouth, when you listen to All Star, it's a lot of like surfy sounding guitar lines and a lot of like like funky guitar lines, you know. Where it's not not necessarily your standard nineties pop song, you know. Um, I mean, somebody once told me that the world was going to roll me. So I mean, yeah, I just uh... yeah, I mean, <laughs> dude, I gotta say, dude, when I was listening to that song. All I could think was, you know, I've heard a lot of cover songs in, in places. Not once have I heard a Smash Mouth song. And that's because, that's for a reason. I mean, They're not we, great. You know, we, we could do that one, or uh, what's the other one they did? Walking on the Sun? Yeah, well, dude, Walking on the Sun is a banger. When you listen to it now, and you're like, you hear that the guitar. When you actually listen to their music, and not the singer, because his voice is just, ugh. But when you listen to the when you listen to the actual music, you're like, Dog, that's really kind of dope, you know. Like that's, you know, it's bomb, it's, man. The, it's bomb, you know. The crazy bomb part is, it's like I guess it's one of those things where I was talking to somebody one time. It's like with that new Chili Peppers, um, you know. I guess it was when Black Summer came out, the first single off Unlimited Love, and uh, that came out. Somebody said, man, so John Frusciante is too talented to be in a band like the Chili Peppers. True. But so is Flea, and so is Chad Smith. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I was like, dang, I was like, just like, you know, shit on Kitas like that. But at the same time, I'm like, if there was a weak link in the group, I, I mean, I hate to yeah, say it. I mean, it would be, it would be him. I mean, okay. Because Kiedis is synonymous with the Chili Peppers. You know? Yeah, and honestly, he he is the heart of it because if you didn't have his crazy singing and his crazy lyrics yeah. and his crazy blah-blah-goop that he does, yeah. what would they be? I mean, we've heard what Frusciante sounds like on his own. Yeah. You know, it's great, but it's not the Chili Peppers. No. You know, so I mean, the Chili Peppers is Kiedis, you know? I mean, ultimately, like, Kiedis... Really? I mean, I mean, yeah. he's, he's the linchpin that holds it all together. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Flea and and Prashante, they they really do make a giant part of it. But man, if you take out Anthony Kiedis, he's irreplaceable. You can't yeah. just throw another singer in there. It won't be the Chili Peppers. Yeah. You know well, I mean, I mean? well, okay. I mean, take uh, <laughs> take Prashante out and replace him. 
They did. I was like, they did. And strangely, it worked. It worked. You know. I think they could replace Flea. I've heard a gajillion bass players yeah. that could just blow him away. But I mean, that's the thing is, is okay, not to like, you know. I'm not, I'm not shitting on him. Well, I was going to say, I mean, like, I'm not, I'm not shitting on like Josh Klinghoffer. What did she use Klinghoffer? Yeah. Example. Josh Klinghoffer is an amazing guitar player. And he can play those, those lines. Right up there with Shante. Okay, you know, so here's but, my problem. This is like that guy who they got to sing for Journey. You know, remember that guy, mm. the little the Korean dude, whatever his name was. I can't remember his name. Yeah, I can't remember what his name is. But either. I mean, like he did such a good job singing for Journey, right? Yeah. Well, he what got, was like, he spotted doing like karaoke or something? Exactly. Right? What was he doing? He was singing karaoke. And so what was he doing? Imitation of you know, the singer from Journey. Yeah. You know. You know, people I grew up with who could play John for Shante, everything. Yeah, I mean, they could just sit around and play John Frusciante all night long. Blah, 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 blah. You know, yeah, like, it, like it wasn't a problem. Like it was just they bought Guitar World magazine. and They learned all the chords that were in that magazine that week, and it just happened to be right when Californication was coming out. And boom, you could get every dang song yeah. out, of, out of that thing. That, that album was a killer. Though. It was a killer album. That but was an album. once again, though, it, it, these things are things that were certain people. That was their their icon, their everything. So they learned every single lick. Yeah. Perfectly. I mean, this goes. It's like that movie Rockstar with Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, you know, that's still a good movie. Still a great uh, movie. I still watch it. And it, but the, it, it, you know, the band saw him doing their act, and they're like, "Come be our new lead singer," you know. And it, it it just worked, you know. And ultimately, that that could happen there again. But Ketis, you couldn't replace. There's no. not another person that sounds like he is. He's his own thing. He's weird. Yeah. <laughs> and you can't have you can't have the white stripes without Jack White. So that was a one-off, you know? man. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I don't know how we got on that subject. Yeah. I have no idea either. Uh, the, oh, the but, Smash Mouth song. But yeah, yeah I think uh, I think I'm gonna get I'm gonna, I'm gonna force Mike into it. I know he doesn't want to do it. But man, I think it'd be really, really. <laughs> I think Walking on the Sun's a good one too, man. I think Walking on the Sun would be cool. I mean, they they use. It was in that time period of, like, of the 90s where, like... It was, like, right at the turn of the millennium, right? Yeah, yeah. And, like, like Awesome Powers just came out. Yeah. So, like, the whole, like, band's trying to be, like, the 60s mod, but they were doing the 90s version of 60s mod. Yeah. So, like, fuzz pedals were, like, on the rise, like a mofo. Like, getting a fuzz pedal at that yeah. time was, like... This is when Way Huge was, like, way huge. And, you yeah, know, like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like... Pretty much. It was just awesome. Like, this was the time, right? So... This, these bands like Cake and Smash Mouth and people like that, they, they're the band behind the singer. The singer was doing the '90s thing, but the band was doing like a '60s thing, and it had such a such a vibe and such a party Damn, vibe. You know what? I never thought about that until you just now said that. Yeah, it's such. I, I guess a, I never really thought about that. Yeah, it's such a vibe. That, but the way they the way they changed it was they put that singer on top of it, and that made it the '90s. It's really cool. That's pretty. That's trippy. Right. <laughs> now, now I challenge you to listen to Smash Mouth for like one day, even as much as you hate it for like the first like twenty minutes. If you sat there and you actually just cut that dude's voice out of your head and you just listen to the music, you're like, this band is amazing. I mean, listen to Cake. Listen to Cake without the lead singer. They're really amazing. That's like a band. They do some really weird, cool stuff. It's interesting. You can listen to Cake, and you can hear uh, uh, John Spencer Blues in it and stuff like that. I mean, it's... And, man, they are going the distance. <laughs> They're going the distance with it, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
Oh, there's a go. I mean, you can. I mean, it's. I mean. Let's see. I mean, it's, yeah. you know, it's just got that vibe of, like, that could be in that, you know what I mean? And, I don't know, man, these 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 bands, I think this is a this is a weird avenue I'm going down right now where I'm listening to music and I'm hearing, like, the, the music in behind it. I'm thinking, like, why didn't I hear this then? I know I didn't hear it then because at that time I wasn't the caliber, I'm not saying I'm a super huge caliber musician, but now I listen yeah. to music in a different way. So, and... and and that just comes from being a you know a musician. You you hear the music, and I'm hearing it, and I'm like, man, that's such a banger. That's so cool. That's so neat. The way they went into that, you know. Well, see, now I'm having to like dig pretty far back in my memory. Uh, I didn't realize just how long ago all of this had been. <laughs> yeah, twenty five okay. years. Yeah, well, yeah, I was, because I get, I didn't think anything about it. Yeah, I was hanging out with Matt. I think it was last week. Matt Johnson. Oh wow, how's he doing? He's good. He's yeah. good. Yeah. Um, I uh, I was hanging out with him the other week, last week maybe I think it was, and we were we were talking about um, Queens of the Stone Age, and because uh, he and I both love Queens, so we were talking about those guys, and uh, we were talking about that album Songs for the Deaf. Okay. The one that Dave Grohl sat in and played drums on, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Nick Oliveri was still playing bass, and yeah, yeah. and um, Matt goes. You know that album's twenty years old. I said, "Dude, shut your dirty whore mouth, dude." <laughs> I said, "Dude, I am not like, do not tell me that album is twenty years old." Yeah. I was like, "Oh my god, it is." I was like, "Time flies, man." I mean, it gets away from you, but I was like, "That was like a part of my, you know, youth right there." And and I was like, "Man, I can't believe it's been that long." Weezer is a thirty-year-old band. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that nuts? When it hits you that Weezer is a 30-year-old... I remember when Aerosmith was a 30-year-old band. Right? <laughs> yeah. Just to put that into perspective. To put this in perspective... It's weird, right? When Weezer broke big... <laughs> 30 years prior to that... Mm -hmm. The Beatles are on the Ed Sullivan Show. <laughs> It's really strange, man. I was like, that's thirty years. That's I mean, trippy. Like, like, that's we, trippy. And I'll be honest with you, the weird part is music is just died. Thirty years. We're here we are, thirty years later, and yeah. And I'm not gonna say the music is completely dead, because there's still good music out there, but music is but not you, what it was. Well see, you didn't you didn't have to like dig for it back then. It was just God, everywhere. Man, it's so hard to find it now. Like the fact that I found the drug dealer guy, that band drug dealer, the fact that I found him is absolutely phenomenal. Because I love his music, but like oh, I wouldn't listen to him any other I, way. I think now it's it's this weird Okay. I mean the only the only thing that I can think of of like music in the modern age now. It's se it's several several reasons. One there's so much of it. Yeah. There's so much of it and anybody can upload their stuff to the internet. It, it, it everything everything is everywhere. Yes. Um but the stuff that makes it People get record deals. People tour. People are on live television or, or whatever. Yeah. Everything sounds so generic. God, yes. Everything is polished, you know, 
record company, you know, yeah. BS. It sucks. I have a really hard you time know? listening to new rock music because to me it all sounds the same. Yeah. And I feel like an old man when I say that. Oh, it all sounds the same. Because I remember yeah. old people saying, ah, oh, all that new music sounds the same. Yeah. But now I'm at that point where I'm hearing that. You yeah. Know? And I'm I was hearing saying, and I, and I didn't used to think that. Yeah. I really didn't. It's... I, I, I can tell you 25 bands that sound like Tame Impala, yeah. about 100 bands that sound like the Black Keys, and yeah. about 1,000 bands that sound like the White Stripes. Yeah. <laughs> how, and how many artists out there sound like Taylor Swift, or sound like Lizzo, or sound I like, mean, you know, whoever? And it's it's like, and obviously the original's great at what they do, and they, yeah. and they obviously struck a chord with a lot of people. Yeah. And... It makes you know, me appreciate... They were doing something right, you know, but, man, why all the copycats, man? It makes me appreciate people like Smash Mouth just that much more, though. Yeah. <laughs> so we're back on Smash Mouth. <laughs> because I'm listening to it, I'm like... I see what you did there with that about face. Nobody's done this, you know? Like, this is something, you know? Like, I think I'm onto something here. That's pretty cool. I, I, mean, I mean, it sounds goofy, and I feel like... Just, just think about it though. If you're sitting at a bar, okay, and you're his, you're hearing this band play Wilco for the past thirty minutes, right? And yeah. they're Wilco and the Eagles and just a bunch of boring ass fucking music where you're just like, oh, I'm sick of the dad music. And then all of a sudden, yeah. you hear, "Might as well be walking on the sun." I mean, you'd be actually, like, actually, you know what? I would, I would, I would take you. You would poop your pants. No. I'll tell you exactly what happens at the bar when that comes on the yeah. radio. Because somebody's always going to be a smartass with a yeah. jukebox. Oh, okay? yeah. Yeah. You got those, those digital internet jukeboxes yeah, now yeah, where yeah. you can play anything you want to play. Sure. Believe me, I play Steel Panther to piss people off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So the vibe train is going. Everybody's, you know. Yeah. Well, by vibe train, I mean me and my buddy Chris playing yeah, like, you jukebox. know, like 45 straight minutes. Just one song after the other yeah. of nothing but like Marshall Tucker Band or, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, you know, just Then somebody comes in and puts on Smash Mouth. Yeah. I kid you not, I'm using that as, as yeah, an example yeah. because that's happened. Yeah. I might not even be playing. It's just somebody, like, all yeah, of a yeah. sudden, it's just whatever everybody else has been playing on the jukebox. And then somewhere in the middle, it just flips yeah. to um, All-Star. Yeah. It'll be All-Star. Yeah. And everybody in the bar will stop what they're doing and turn around and say, now who played this shit? <laughs> like, it's like, dude, that is a mic drop. Like, the, the, the bar stops moving. Like, Which if, is everybody... all the more reason why if you do it, and yeah. it's con- if you play a show and you've got all these, you know, 35, 36-year-old people. It usually leads to the bartender picking up the, the remote and, and skipping turning. to the next one. <laughs> <laughs> Which would be even more the reason why you could just make it freaking. If a band is really doing it and putting their all into it, and you got this guy up there singing it, and you get the band back here, and we're all wearing bucket hats and sunglasses just to look a part of the 90s, we could pull it off so like no So if this is business. the case, we need to do this, but do like a jazz fusion version of no, it. No, I want to make like, it I want to go... Ex- I want to do go, something super weird dude, I want to go balls deep on this. I want it to make... I want it to sound... I want him to spike his hair up in the middle and everything and wear a bowling shirt. I mean, I want to go all out. <laughs> and a bowling shirt. 
<laughs> We're gonna do it, man. We're gonna do it right. We're gonna wear our two tone shoes and all that stuff. Oh my god, and, I had a pair of those. Dude. They were like airwalks. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. Great. I mean we're gonna do it. We're gonna do it upright, man. If we're gonna do it, you have to do it, man. Like you can't do it with any other band from the nineties. I think this is the pivotal one for us. We have the guy that can sing it. I think we have to. Ultimately, like, what are we going to do? Are you going to get up here and sing Nirvana? No. No. Are you going to sing Foo Fighters? No. Are you going to do no. Weezer? Yeah, we'll probably do a Weezer song. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, we'll probably but do it, that one. But... That one will just fly on their radar because everybody hears Weezer songs. Yeah. Nobody's going to give a yeah, fuck. Yeah, deep cut Weezer. Yeah, but nobody's going to give a fuck still. They're going to be like, eh. But then you play that one fucking song and you got that one guy get up here and sing it. And, oh, there it goes, you know? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like if we'll you get, had. We'll get the bowling shirt. If you had your your if you had British Andy come in for the weekend, we could have him sing Blur, you know, or something like that, you know, like. You know, ironically, yeah, I asked him one time. Yeah, he says, uh, uh, I asked him. I said, okay, I was like, I, I got a question for a British person. Right? <laughs> Blur. Yeah, that's what I said. I said, I said, you grew up over there. I said, what was it? I said for you because it seemed like everybody was divided yeah i was like were you team blur or were you team oasis yeah his response was i couldn't be bothered with either one of them yeah i said really yeah he says no so dude he said i was always a metalhead (laughs) he said screw them both i hated i didn't like either one of them and i was like like, well okay fair point you know yeah that's the thing i i I had i had a british friend who um I used to play with in a Pink Floyd cover band I was in for a minute. And he, I asked him. <laughs> I remember this guy. Yeah, yeah. I asked him once, like, do you like Blur or Oasis? And he said, ah, oh, Blur all the way, Blur all the way. I was like, really? I was like, what's what's the, what do you like about Oasis? He says, too whiny. And I said, okay, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, okay, okay. I was like, I'm a Blur guy too, you know. And uh, and then that did not stop him from playing 10 freaking Oasis songs in a <laughs> row. <laughs> and not a single Blur song. <laughs> Did he, did he get it mixed up? No, no. Like he knew exactly what he was doing, but uh, he just—I mean, the way he put it, which is simply the way I'm putting it—is you can't have somebody go up there and do blur the way you do blur. Yeah, you know, and like you can do it your own way, but then it just sounds like trash because blur is ultimately real trashy as it is. So you don't want to trash it up more. You want it to sound good. You know what I yeah. mean? And and to do it correctly, you have to. You just. Yeah, Graham Coxon, man, you, you gotta have, yeah, you gotta have the chops, you gotta have the weirdness, you gotta be able to just make it your own, you know. They weren't trying to imitate anybody but themselves. It's a very good way of putting it, you know. It's a very good way of putting it. They are, they are blur. Yeah. <laughs> Smash Mouth is Smash Mouth. <laughs> and on that note, on that note, guys. I guess we do need to call it quits. Is uh, but uh, you know, this is just this this all comes from a mind that was very sleepy the other night. But I I think I did strike gold with this thought because ultimately I do think that it would be a mic drop moment. I really do think that if we dropped that in, it would be just absolutely phenomenal. But um, anywho, getting back to the gear stuff, man. Um, we'll probably be trying my you know we'll try to be back next week. Hopefully, um. Might be some new stuff. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with their body. Um, hopefully, we'll get some new stuff going. Uh, Austin will be back next week. Um, we're, we are working on songs, so hopefully we'll have a jam episode soon. We haven't had one of those in so long. We right. haven't done a jam episode yeah. in so long. I had somebody ask me, do y'all still jam? It's like, yeah. Like, are you sure? Because I haven't heard it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think people thought we gave up because it was sounding so bad. So 
I think that was <laughs> that was the initial like they stopped because they know they know, but uh they, yeah they so, know, <laughs> they know. <laughs> so, so guys check back with us soon hopefully we'll be uh, doing that and uh, yeah it's been who's on base we will catch you next time goodbye.